0: welcome to the crazy ike fan podcast i'm your host teddy no matter where you are thanks for making this part of your day thanks for taking a listen follow me on social media at crazy Ikefan on instagram and on twitter crazy ike fan facebook page if you like the content <clears throat> please uh subscribe to the podcast on any platform that you're on i would greatly appreciate it if you guys uh rate the podcast and leave a review if you can wherever you can that way we become a, a bigger part of i do this and of uh greek football fans greek sports fans in general i appreciate all the support guys first and foremost um yeah not much to say huh tough night tough night um, where do i even begin let's just begin with I think like many Ike fans around my age, I've seen some good times and some really bad times. I've been through some tough losses with this club. This has to be one of the most disappointing, frustrating results <clears throat> we've had in a... I shouldn't say a long time because the, the past few seasons have been crap. Honestly, let's let's totally be honest with ourselves. Like... Yeah, and I hate people that make the comments, and I've heard this said, you know, to to Arsenal fans, like, would you take this a year ago, knowing where your team would be now? Well, hell yeah, I would take it if you were to ask me the day that we lost the freaking Addies and lost the European spot, that next year you're going to have this badass team that's going to be tearing it up, and you're going to potentially lose the... The title tied on points. Yes, I would take that. And to be playing... uh, At least playing in Champions League qualifiers next year. A better chance of playing in Europe. Definitely. But I can't backtrack. I can't look at the past and say I should feel better about the misery of the present. Because the past was even more miserable. Um, Just a tough, tough uh, situation. I was one of those that and uh correct me if i'm wrong i think i said this on the last podcast that i thought if i had a window to take over the lead in the on um, in the table it would be today um i still stick by that i'll talk about it later on in the podcast um as far as what the future holds over the next two matches and how i see things shaping out um it was uh just a tough day tough tough day first let me start um i'm not gonna go through everything i'm not gonna go like i normally do with these podcasts of breaking the game down either you know like a moment by moment talking about the the critical and most important moments of the match or breaking down uh player by player like i normally do honestly i apologize for the way this might sound i just don't have the audacity. i don't have the energy i feel like i, I like the the life force was being sucked out of me today i'm not gonna say the old cliche of i lost gears off my life but i lost something for sure i'm sure many I do this and even panathinaikos fans if there's any panathinaikos fans listening to this i know you guys probably felt the same way um <laughs> you know there was the moment of euphoria when uh actually let me backtrack there was a moment of just like all right, we need to keep track with Panathinaikos. Panathinaikos scored in the ninth minute. And I was like, okay, that's it. Like, Bauk, they're not fully in it or they're just going to play things out for the rest of the season. And hopefully if they can remain tied with points and go go for it all, Um, that third place that leads to the Europa League um, with Olympiacos that they have coming up Last uh, last match day of the season um obviously because of the times all being the same i didn't watch any of the Parthenicos pau game but of course obviously when pau scored and and uh leveled the game and equalized um there was a great roar in the crowd and uh i i guess sofian the announcer said it and i felt like Here's our chance, and we have uh, about 20, 25 minutes, 30 minutes to go to get a goal so we can get a victory here. And and if that happens, like, I didn't want to get myself too excited because I'm like, okay, we still need to score. I believe that if we were already up at that point, we would have been able to hold it. But, I mean, that's, you know, you could have, should have, would have. It's just... uh, So let me start from the beginning of the match, because I do have some listeners that this is their only gateway into Greek football. I do have some listeners that have contacted me through social media and say, you know, thanks for doing such a great job. I don't really follow Greek football that much, but I listen to your podcast. So uh, very quickly, let me go through the game, which actually the first half was just a snooze fest. Uh, Both teams, you could tell we're, were kind of scared of this matchup. Um, I just we're not really quite playing their game. I mean, they kind of were, but uh, you could tell this team seemed uneasy. The team seemed nervous. Bineda didn't start, of course. Um, and not to use this an excuse is an excuse. I don't believe this is an excuse that a lot of fans are making and a lot of reporters are making for for the team. But we can't disregard the fact that this team has been through a bad stomach virus over the past few days like original reports say that a player's kid had the virus and then passed it to their dad and then the you know it's one of these things that just goes around very contagious thing that uh i mean even almeida after the match still had a mask on and i mean bineda who has been this (laughs) the best ike's best player i mean anyone who wants to argue against that, then I don't know what to tell you. Like Pineda has been Ike's best player this entire season. I said it from the very beginning of this podcast when I started it right before the summer was getting right before the season was getting ready to kick off. When I started this podcast that you're going to see Pineda doing Pineda things. He's a phenomenal player. I watched him here playing Liga MXA and, um, here in the States and, uh, he's just a, a phenomenal player. So there's no way you're not going to have your best player in there if he's able to go, Um, especially seeing that after the first few minutes that you're, it's going to take creativity to beat this team. So basically what happened, I mean, this is a basic, you know, I know there's some more details, but I'll talk about them on and off throughout the course of this podcast. Um, But... Olympiacos, for lack of a better word, and this is not to demean Olympiacos, they kind of parked the bus against Ike today. They kind of sat back, held their lines, and hit on the counter, which if you guys remember back a few months ago, I said, this is the formula if I was a a manager of an opposing team, even a good team, because of how Ike run and gun, let's say, and how they cause havoc with all the, the, the pressure. This is how to beat Ike's pressure this is how to i still obviously till this day did not have answers for um having to 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 have a more traditional like build up from the back type of game as opposed to you know pressing wreaking havoc causing defenders to have mistakes uh so I said it a few, like a few months ago, and I've, and I've reiterated it throughout the past few months. If I was an opposing team's manager, this is the formula I would use to be like exactly what a Lube-a-Cos's coach did. And honestly, the best chances of the game were so Lubeacos, Lube-a-Cos hit on the counter. I mean, that first bakambu shot where, credit to Anoficialis, I mean... Killer reflexes there. You have to make that save. If he didn't make that save and he would have ate that goal, I mean, it would have been a phenomenal goal. Don't get me wrong. That thing looked like it was going up ninety. 90. Uh, phenomenal shot by has Honestly, I mean, I have to like give credit where credit's due. He's been the most impressive thing about Ollivac offense all season. And there's a reason why he's the top scorer in the league. Um, but just a, a great shot, but an even more phenomenal uh, save by Anastasiadis. And then, you know, Bakambu again, which Bakambu is very, very good at playing that counter role and playing on the the edge of the lines, per se. Like, he's got so much good speed that he plays on, like, the edge of the lines, which means, yes, there's a lot of times where he's going to be called offsides, but there's a lot, there's some times where he's going to catch the defense sleeping, and he almost did. Thank goodness for the uh, expertise and and uh, uh, a veteranship that Vida holds on this defense because on that one play where Bakambu got free and did score, Vida pulled him off sides, uh, was able to, instead of tracking back and saying, okay, I need to go after this guy, he knew he couldn't beat Bakambu uh, 1v1 if it came to a foot race, so he jumped and pulled himself, he saw the play happening in front of him, and he sprinted forward, so when the ball came to, or when the ball was coming towards Bakambu, he was going to be pulled off sides, which was game-saving, honestly. Um, you know, and, and you saw this during the entire match, that Ike, sometimes in sports, guys, whatever happens in in. In the spectrum of a season can affect what happened in a previous match. Can affect how you react and how you act in 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 a certain match. So, obviously, in that um, in the last league match against Oliubekovs, our first loss, and I guess Sofia bitterly, um, Oliubekovs was able to win three to one. And Oliberkos, for a few minutes, was just able to counter. Really, really counter on Ike and counter fast and hit Ike really fast. That's something Oliberkos has been able to do all year. Offensively, Oliberkos are not a bad team. And they have the weapons to kill you on the counter if you're not careful. And this was in the back of both Almeida's mind and uh, both the Ike players' minds. Because there were so many times I saw Ike players, even when they were giving up the ball and deep in Oliberkos' half, They were already sprinting back. Ilyason, I saw this from Iliason, I saw this from you know Ilyason late on. Amrabat was was checking was checking back. Mohammadi, you just saw this constant like holy crap, I need to get back. I need to get back because I need to transition because Olibiakos can hit us fairly quickly. As far as I goes offensively, I mean stagnant. Look. Another, if Olibiagos can take any, any positives from this season, it's Bakambu. And then secondary, I think the, their other MVP of the season, uh, their defensive MVP of the season is Pascalakis. Pascalakis has been out for the rest of the season due to injury. You had, um, I think his name is Jolis, very good goalkeeper, but he's not Pascalakis. He was not tested once today. He did not make a save. Any ball that was kicked his way, that was kicked towards him, was kicked right at him. You didn't force this kid to make any save today whatsoever with the championship on the line. It's it's frustrating, man. It's frustrating because this team, they play so well. They create so many opportunities. But sometimes the ball just doesn't want to go in the back of the freaking net. Like, I just, I don't understand it. And look, I'm the first to say that, you know, especially at the beginning of the season, I wasn't a big fan of Levy Garcia moving to the center forward position. Uh, you know, um, I wasn't a big fan of how he was developing there. And then slowly, it, I kind of came around to it. Do I think he's that killer center forward that everyone seems to... Think Ike is missing right now? Obviously not. Do I think he's a bad player? No. If you... I completely changed my perspective on the player. I thought at the beginning of the season, because we had been trying to play him out as a winger this whole time, these last... uh, How long has he been with the club? I think this is his third year, fourth year with Ike. That The main reason why this kid's a winger is because he has speed. And I thought that was the only part of a football game that he had. He had a little bit of ball, con- ball control, and he had speed. He has proven me wrong. He has good technical ability. He has great sprint, great speed. Does his finishing need to get better? Yes. But, you, guys, you can't sit there and just blame one player. Um I know a lot of Ike fans feel differently, and I respect that, and I understand it. Do I think Ike need to do better at getting a a more "quote unquote" natural center forward like someone like uh, we had a few years ago when we had Ponce, um, at Araujo when he used to play center forward? But the one thing, but one good thing about Livy Garcia, and the the one reason why he. Keeps defenses honest. He is able to create space for other players. Um, maybe that's why, you know, for example, I know a lot of people, including myself, guys, okay? I put myself in this camp. I don't understand for the life of me. The championship is on the line. And Van Wirt, who is was the league's top scorer last year, can't get in on this lineup. Now I get it. He might not be the style of player that you want to play, but all all hands on deck at this point. You need to really go for it. And you put in the kid Zini, Topedin, Who everyone says is gonna be, you know, this 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 phenom, who I was excited to see play, but I don't know. Um you know, I saw a lot of, I saw a lot of passion from some of the players. Amrabat, I mean, the way he ran back, he turned back the years, like fifteen years, to run back and chase down. Uh, I forget who the player was. There was one on one at that point when Anzias was getting ready to score, and I think Amrabat did that two or three times. Uh, just phenomenal to see him like trek back. These players care, guys. These players care probably more than me and you do. Levy Garcia collapsed at the end of the game. He had the 19-year-old Zini trying to console him. I mean, the guy was crying on the pitch. Like, what more do you want from the guy? I know. I I, I remember the play clearly, the last big chance I had. Now, some people said on the radio and in Greek media that he should have uh, passed the ball to Zini. It would have given him a, a wide-open look at the net. Um, I don't think so. I think from watching the replay, I think Zini was kind of covered. I think Levy did the right thing. I don't know if he was gassed. I don't know if he just didn't have the strength or the energy to just put a little bit more power to that in that shot. But it's just luck, man. You know what? I've, I've, I've conceded that the championship, I conceded that the championship is going to go to the greens. That's how I want to play it in my head to make myself feel better so I don't freaking drive myself crazy with this this coming Sunday. <laughs> or maybe that's just what I'm telling myself. Uh, not to demean Panathinaikos at all. I've spoken highly of them at times. You know, do I like the fact that They've scored last-minute penalties in a lot of their games. Do I like the their style of play? No. Do I think Ike overall deserve this championship of from the way they've played? Uh yeah. I mean, if if you look at the two styles of football that they play, they couldn't be any more different. But at the end of the day, results matter. Ike, when they needed two at times, did not put the ball in the back of the net. Ike are paying right now for those 10 minutes. Pre-playoffs with Olibeakos where Olibeakos shattered them for 10 minutes. Olibeakos was nowhere to be found for the rest of the match. But for 10 minutes, they were able to put away three goals on Ike. Where the defense just collapsed. It reminded you of the, of the teams in the past few years. Um, Ike are pl- paying for the missed penalty by Levy Garcia. Not to put it on that kid again, but it is what it is. And anyone could have missed that penalty. Um and Eichert just missed opportunities. That's what this, this, you know, in my mind, I'm thinking, okay, as soon as balk scored, if their result stays 1-1 and we win this game, Sunday we'll be crowned champions. Because I feel like if we were able to take advantage today and win this match against Olympiacos... I don't think Panathinaikos I don't even think Panathinaikos would win Sunday versus Libyagos. I think they would collapse because you saw how nervous they were this past Sunday. You <sighs> this they would have collapsed. I just have this feeling and, and that's and I guess that's why I kind of got ahead of myself because I'm like okay, we're going to score, we're going to take a two-point lead, we're you know, Panatharagos is going to go into Karaskaki. They're going to collapse in Karaskaki. They're going to either lose lose the game or drop two more points. We're going to go up to Jarelao and win, and we're going to win the championship. Maybe I got ahead of myself, but you know, Ike fans, everyone else was thinking the same thing. Um, so I have to say it was, it was very disheartening that the ball did not go in back of the net tonight. I mean... I don't know. I saw the players dealing with a lot of pressure. The same uh, pressure and anxiety that I saw in Panathinaikos players, the same, you know, that just, that feeling of uh, uneasiness, that feeling of uh, we need to score. Um, and I believe that it was even more amplified when they realized what was going on that the Ike fans randomly just started cheering during the match. And I'm sure it went through the Ike bench and, and got on the pitch that Falk uh, had tied Panathinaikos. Um which made things a little different i don't know guys i I was hoping that with uh mandalo and pineda two more creative midfielders coming into the match that they were going to be able to give a few more answers it was just that final third that final third we couldn't get off good shots pineda i mean my god did i think he was gonna shoot a rocket I really felt it. I felt it in my bones that I'm like, okay, he's going to shoot this ball right now. It's going to go upper 90 and pass Jolakis, and we're going to go nuts. And the shot never came. He just tried to do another triple He had a split-second window, I think, where he could have shot the ball. Didn't take his chance right there. And it felt like the whole Lubecos defense just collapsed on him. Um, And Lubecos really took advantage of that, I have to say. Lubecos took advantage of the, the pressure that Ike was playing in. It, um, so, I don't know. I mean, this one just, it sucks. It sucks because I, to segue into something else, so there's a few different ideas, camps of thought through the Ike fan base from what I could gather um tonight, listening to the radio, different radio programs. Um, there's the thought process that I fall under where it's over Uh, again. I don't know if I'm just trying to tell myself that to keep myself calm or just to not get too excited anymore. Cause honestly it was freaking heartbreaking earlier today, but I think that, um, I think that, that it's over and I'll tell you why. If anyone, I mean, who the hell comes out with a statement about officiating when the officiating had nothing to do with the match. I completely understand backos's perspective from a certain standpoint in the last match against Rybacos with the, with the Italian ref and all the fasarias that happened, all that trouble that happened in the Carascaga Stadium. But who the hell comes out... And I'm sorry, if there's Olympiacos fans listening to this, I don't mean it towards this organization. I respect Olympiacos. I respect the team and what Olympiacos stands for behind its fans. But screw your front office or back office, whichever way you want to put it. Screw your owner. Uh, he's demeaning your club by what he's doing. Coming out with a statement in a game that's nil-nil, that doesn't mean anything when you're 10 points back of the title... Uh, just shows to me how scared you are of Ike and how terrified you are of what's to come, of the future. You're terrified of what's going on in the new stadium. You're terrified of what is, is slowly being built by Almeida and by our back office or front office, however you want to put it. It just shows that amount of fear. And that's why I think that this was Ike's last opportunity because... I want to be in the camp of people that don't believe that Olympiacos is not just going to open their legs for Panathinaikos and let them win, and I would like to believe if if uh, Marinaki is such a Arostos Olympiacos, as people make him out to be so, so sick in the head with this club and how much he loves this club, that you're not going to, because... You're so afraid of Ike, you're going to let your arch rival beat you. I would love to think that. I would love to be one of those people that kept telling me today on the radio and kept saying that, you know, oh, that's not going to happen. Or oh, is not going to let Baratinaikos just roll on them. I want to believe that, but I would. I was on the way to the store to pick up some things. After the match, I needed to cool off. Even my wife looked at me, and she's like, you look miserable. You need to, like, go on a drive. You need to do something, because she's like, you look like you're, you're borderline depressed after this match. And it truly, I was. I mean, like any Ike fan, I truly was. So I'm heading to the store, and that's when uh, Nicola Coppola came onto the radio and was talking about this statement released by Olivia Klaus, and I said, okay, that's it. That was my last little glimmer of hope, because I really think that they might not make it obvious, but I truly believe that Panathinaikos are picking up three points and got Iskaki and the, the, the league title is over. <laughs> now, do I think not to contradict myself that there's a chance that if the football is, is left to do the talking and that they're left to play, play out the game, that the opposite can happen? Where Olympiacos, just like today, played stress-free football, they didn't have anything on the line. Yes, they're chasing Pauk for third place, but they know their final for that third Europa League spot is against Pauk. And what I would want to do if I was in Olympiacos' spot, and I think most logical or even illogical Olympiacos fans would want this, you want to play spoiler to your biggest arch-rival, I mean, if if Ike were in that position, I'd be like, no, I don't, I don't care. Whether it's whether it's green or red, whoever wins the championship, I want, I want to beat my rival. I don't care if it costs you a championship. It would actually make me happy to cost you a championship. It would actually make me happy to to see you go another year without a title, for your longest drought in your history to continue. Um, but do I think that's really going to happen? No. I mean I have to be honest, I don't think I said it in the last podcast. I think our one opportunity to or one opportunity for Panathinaikos to drop points and for us to take the title by the neck was today cuz I think all season the one team that Panathinaikos has really had fits with and has struggled with the entire season is against Bauk. Um yeah. So here's the scenario, all right? Pauk, uh, I mean, um, Ike obviously go up to the salt Diego de Carilao, and I don't completely agree 100% that Pauk's um, manager had come out and said that if they win uh, or if they were able to s- sew up that last or seal up that last European spot, that um, they would start playing some youngsters in the in the last two games and resting some players and start seeing what the youngsters can do, start looking forward to the next season. I don't 100% believe that, so I don't know. And I would never uh, demean a team to say that it's going to be easy for Ike to go in there and, and, and roll over and for Adis to just roll over. Um, it's going to be exciting to see what happens, but I just feel deflated, guys. I know many Ike fans probably feel the same way. I, I wish I could feel like some of those Ike fans that like I said were seeing on the radio that this they think this isn't over to have Almeida's all outlook where you know we keep fighting until the last second. Um, I just think this was the this was the opportunity we didn't take it. Um, and it's all honestly because of bad finishing bad finishing the pressure got to us. bad luck. I mean, the luck on this team for all the players to get this, most of these players to get the stomach bug. And I mean, I know, you know, I was texting with one of my friends earlier today, and he's like, do you really believe this stuff? Do you think that this stomach bug thing is real? Do you really think it it would bother players that much? And I said, yes. I was like, you have to think about these players are humans just like us. Yeah, they're very athletic. They're in peak shape, but... Excuse me, But they're still human uh, They're still going to get affected I mean, you think about it I get a stomach bug or I get sick And I mean I, I had the flu a few years ago Where I got influenza A and B And I was laid out for a week And I'm a pretty Decent sized guy Weight wise uh, I like to eat, I'm not going to lie I know I make a lot of jokes on here about my Nike. <laughs> I mean, I'm not that big but um you know, I freaking lost like fourteen pounds in a week because I couldn't eat anything. I couldn't imagine like I had a hard time going from the couch to the bathroom or the couch to get a drink of water, let alone go out there and play a freaking football match. Uh an intense football match. So I gotta hand it to these players for trying and they and they tried and you could tell they're they're giving it all Levy Garcia. I mean he he seemed like he had a pretty decent knee injury. his knee was bothering him during during the game he fell a couple of times and was grabbing that knee, and you could tell he was in pain um just yeah, just i mean do I have a glimmer of hope that something can happen Sunday and Panathinaikos drop points and we take control of the league and we win and uh in in Vikilidis, in Thessaloniki, in Biodades, um, yeah, that 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 little bit of hope is still there, but I'm not gonna cling to it. Um it just this feels worse than a loss today, honestly. For many reasons. If it, it it like sucks that potentially you could say Olibiakos cost you the championship which we all know how we feel about this team, this team that has dominated Greek football for so many years, is everyone's enemy if you're not an Oribecos fan. Uh, you know, enemy meaning, uh, uh, not like, I'm going to go out and want to fight somebody that's an nibacos fan. I have plenty of friends that are Oribecos fans, but you guys know what I mean when I say enemy. I don't want anyone to misquote me or misunderstand. <laughs> Anyway, I'm going to stop rambling here in a minute because I have no idea what else to say. I mean, this was like a gut punch. Like I said, I was moping around, depressed earlier today. That little bit of hope that it gave us that we're Panathinaikos was going to drop points, and then I was like, oh, there's 25, 30 minutes left. I was like, we got this. Even when the referee said, you know, there's nine minutes left. (sighs) Anyway, guys, um like i said not really much else to go through tonight uh let's see if i wanted to go through any other points here i made a few little notes but nothing too spectacular um just <laughs> nightmares about missed opportunities nightmares about gosh how Freaking that ball was cleared off the line with Eliason. Poor so, Elias on You know, the last match he had that opportunity that was cleared off the line by Bonatanaikos player this week. He I mean, this match day he gets it uh cleared off the lines by I think it was Envila. Um credit to I mean, honestly, they executed their game plan perfectly. And thank goodness for us, we have a veteran like uh, Vidal on our club, yeah, he hurt a lot after the the World Cup break because he wasn't in the best form. But literally, when you look at the replay, I mean, he was running to get uh, Bakambu offsides, and that worked out perfectly because if Bakambu, if that goal would have stood, uh, we'd be talking about a whole another mess of things. Um so onward and forward. Forza, cara. I cara sta You guys try to keep your heads up. Have a good weekend. And I'll, uh, I'll talk to you guys after the match day this weekend. Hopefully, things will. I mean, what can I say, man? Fingers crossed. Do your stavro. Pray to whatever you want to pray to. Ah, dinapumene pedia.